Hey guys, you're here with Dr. Molly and Todd Rowland, and we're bringing you the podcast, the business side of the pet industries. Today's episode is rants and raves. We don't negotiate with terrorists, and I'm not talking about the four-legged terrier types. First off, we want to apologize for the delay in posting and appreciate you all still hanging with us. I won't give you any excuses. We just had a lot of life happen lately. We are good to go and back to giving you your podcast to look forward to every Monday. I'd like to start off by bringing to your attention um, a groom expo that a lot of people may not have heard about yet. This is its first opening year, and it's the Rocky Mountain Groom Expo. And that's going to be held in Colorado Springs, Colorado, July 7th through 9th. And we'll talk a little more about that in our rave at the end of this episode. But again, I just want to go ahead and bring that to everyone's attention. It's going to have some great speakers, some great classes, a lot of education. And then, of course, there'll be a trade show as well. So again, look up the Rocky Mountain Groom Expo in Colorado Springs, Colorado, July 7th through 9th. Now, Todd, uh, I feel like you have a rant you've been wanting to get off your chest for a while. Yeah, for probably about two weeks. So, you know, we're all in these Facebook groups. Uh, everybody's in them. And, that, again, that was one of the reasons I pushed Molly to get this podcast going because people, you know, ask for help. It's, a you know, and then they get bashed or whatever. So, in the local group that we're involved in, it is um, – this particular group is not just a general grooming group but a mobile grooming group. And a person asks about, you know, they're thinking about, you know, they're really busy hiring a person to help them out in the summer. Uh, you know, what should you pay? And, of course, the first comment that pops up is 50% is standard. Well, this will be an explicit podcast, but that's bullshit. Like, only big box stores pay 50% anymore unless, you know, there are circumstances where, you know, people can still pay 50% because, you know, grooming is not the main focus of their business. They have boarding, retail, but a grooming shop, unless you're a big box store, you can really not afford to pay employees 50%, especially, you know, the money just does not work out on paper. Back in the day when you were paying people 1099, not matching taxes and stuff like that, that would have worked. But 50% Especially is, with mobile. Yeah, Again, we're in a mobile group. The person who answers has a salon. They did try mobile for a bit. didn't work out for them. That's, you know, it's not for everybody. But they answer 50%. So, you know, I put in there, you know, it's not a sustainable business model in mobile. You know, we're in the mobile group again. And, of course, you know, this person comes back 50% is standard, blah, blah, blah. Guys, it's not the percentage you're paying your employees. What are your employees making? Are your prices good enough to, you know, they can be paid 30 or 35% and still make more than people who are paid 50%. Exactly. Yeah, you got to make sure that you're pricing adequately. And let's go back to the whole 50% thing, too, like, if, unless your employees are partners, they don't they don't need fifty percent. Like fifty percent, like Tom was saying, is not a sustainable business model. What other business do you know that you can go and be an employee and take half of the revenue and expect them to still prosper? Like that's just that's not attainable. Uh, and here's a great example: you take your car to a mechanic shop. Mechanics, just like groomers, typically have their own tools, are required to have their own tools. You know, the mechanic shop will charge ninety dollars an hour for labor nowadays. The technician is making nowhere near $90 an hour, anywhere between $25 and $35 an hour, which is still a great livable wage. But, you know, the shop has overhead. They have insurance. They have to pay the credit card fees. They have 
you know, benefits, matching health care, uh, yeah. paid time off, you know, vacation, sick days, things like that, that um, as uh, like a partner or an owner, you wouldn't be getting, you'd be paying for. And I just want to say that, you know, at 50 percent and you have three or four employees, more than that, whatever, you can still make a profit. But can you step away from the business and the business run itself? Are you are you making enough money to hire a manager where you can be a you know a silent business owner? No, not if you're paying people fifty percent. You'll always still be. Are you owning a job or owning a business? Yes, that's what I was getting at. There is a difference between owning a business and running a business versus owning your job, and you're going paying people fifty percent. You're 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 going to cause yourself not to be able to grow, or you're always going to be in bind, especially. And again, we're. This particular rant is about mobile grooming, not necessarily salon grooming, but it still doesn't necessarily work out great in salons unless, like I said, you have, it's not your one line of business. You have multiple streams of revenue coming into that business. But the mobile, I mean, guys, don't start off paying someone 50% because you think that's the standard. Search around, look around. Ask people who have multiple grooming units what they're paying their people. In our area, there's, us, we have 10 employees. We have um, six vans, six vans and a salon. And but there's two other people in our community, our local group that have multiple units. The rest of the people are single van owners. Don't be afraid to reach out to one of those people who has multiple units in your area if you're doing mobile grooming and ask them what they're paying. They're more than likely going to tell you because the last thing they want you to do is overpay and then you know, their people want to leave to go to you because you're overpaying and you're not going to work out because you're overpaying. Like, I think we mentioned one of our episodes a while back that, you know, we bought a, a, new, van, a new van to us. And within the first three months, we spent $15,000 on major repairs and it was out of commission for six weeks. If you're paying someone half of the revenue, you're not going to have that kind of money to do that. And then you're not going to be able to make payroll I mean, we've heard this over and over again with people joining other small businesses. And yes, the pay may be good for them, and they're all excited and have how much money they're making. But as the business has to be financially stable, and you're not going to be in the mobile industry paying someone 50%. Yeah, we had one groomer reach out who, yes, she was making a higher commission, but she was canceling days because her air would quit working and they wouldn't get it fixed. Or like one of those um, vacuum or not vacuum dryer was broken and there was no backup. So, I mean, she literally had to wait for two hours for someone to bring her a dryer and then it didn't even work. It was one that was in their storage unit for like two years. So, I mean, there's just... Those are things that if your employer has the money or you as an employer have that money set aside, like a certain percentage of your sales and your every week, your revenue, your profits, that needs to be like go to a savings. And that's for things like equipment upgrades, benefits, um, new vans, maintenance, things like that. So when you do have problems, you can address them. But again, if you're setting your pay too high, or if you're a groomer demanding too high of pay, it's only a matter of time before that business cannot sustain itself. And then that hurts everyone, the dogs, the customers, the owner, the employee. Like you may have the best boss and the best job and you may love mobile, but if you're demanding 50%, like there's just no way that your employer is going to be able to keep up with that demand long term. And we don't, 
I mean, we haven't had to advertise for uh, employees in a while because we, you know, our employees refer people to come to work for us. We have people reach out. We are very lucky because two or three years ago, that wasn't the case. Uh, we were struggling to find employees. But one of the things that we started doing on our ads is we stopped advertising what our commission rate was and what your expected yearly income was to be because our people are making, you know, we have several groomers who are making close to uh, six figures and we don't pay 50%. And so, you know, that was one of the things in the very beginning that we had to do is, is tell people, no, we don't pay 50%. However, you're going to make a lot of times double what you're making at one of these big box retail stores that we're offering 50%. And not only are you going to make double, you're going to make double by doing half the amount of dogs. Half so the you're going to save the wear and tear on your body, your equipment, your sanity. Um, again, that's just all built into the pricing model, which we'll go over another time. But what Todd's saying is when people are asking advice, don't like put your money where your mouth is. Like if you have not shown that what you're saying has worked or has been proven successful and especially if you've tried it and failed at it let's not put that out into the grooming community and let's not bash those um who have or you know that want to pay a lower percentage like i feel like somewhere between 30 and 40 for our local market is pretty standard for mobile and we have um a franchise and we have like todd said a lot of independent groomers and then there's a few of us um local you know that have multiple units but you know don't if someone's saying 35 percent you know don't attack them and say they're greedy and they're taking all the money and if someone's doing all the work they deserve 50 percent because if someone was doing all the work they'd have their own business and they'd be getting 100 percent and if you've ever tried to start a business you will see that like it is not easy you're up all night you work seven days a week 365 days a year like it is not easy so you're not doing all the work you know someone who's taking all the responsibility of owning that business is taking over 50 percent of that work so yes you're doing the actual work and without you that business would not be sustainable but don't you know please don't look over and definitely don't try to bash the owners that aren't paying 50% because when you're a small business owner, like that business will fail if that's your, your business model. Yeah. And you also have to remember that, you know, as an employee in your, and we're talking about mobile grooming again in this rant is that, you know, you, you're getting a car accident and you happen to, you know, kill somebody's family member or something, they're not coming after you. They're coming after the owners. And, you know, we have insurance and, you know, all kinds of stuff in place for that, but you know, they can run through that as well. And so that's the reason, you know, I'll just, you know, let's just say, and I know this is way low, but you know, if you're doing a thousand dollars in weekend sales, the business owner, if they're paying 50%, will be luckily to clear two to three hundred dollars a week. But that's not money that they're taking home. That's money that has to go back into the business to reinvest and stuff like that. You you know, you we have backup equipment upon backup equipment to make sure that you're not down and that you're still getting paid because most people are still commissioned in the industry. And so if you're not working, you're not getting paid. Yeah. And that's the same with supplies and things like that. I mean, when you have multiple employees, you're going through gallons upon gallons of shampoo, ear wash, eye wash, toothpaste. I mean, the list goes on and on things that you don't even think about when you're getting started or when you grow and you know, what's another gallon and another gallon. But I mean, all that adds up. And basically, I'll end this with, 
what Molly just sort of said earlier is that it, don't attack someone asking a question. Like, I didn't attack the person who gave the wrong answer. I just stated, you know, it's just not correct. Molly messaged the person and said, you know, if you want to PM us, we'll gladly work with you. But what it is, is the person asked the right question in the right group. The person who felt the need to respond answered it based on their salon that they have, not their mobile, because like Molly said, it, that mobile business of theirs did not work out and it's not currently active. So that person had no reason to answer the question. And again, that's one reason we wanted to start the podcast to be a resource for people that is there to help be helpful. Exactly. So the second part, now that we've got that rant out of the way, we've been holding that one in a while. Um, these are some of the rants that we've gotten from groomers, just things they've experienced, and uh, we want to go ahead and bring a couple. So, if you have any rants or raves of any one, like any experiences or any product or anything in particular that you just love and want us to rave about, or an experience with a customer that you want to rant about, just let us know. Send us a PM, and we will, uh, you know, get that on our next rant and raves. Of course, we will give no personal information out. Um, so, moving on to the rants part two, um, this came from a groomer in Tennessee, and she, one of the worst customer experiences she ever had was that she had to call out for an unplanned emergency procedure and missed about two weeks of work, so therefore she had to cancel her customer's grooming appointment, but they moved her with another groomer as they did all her books. She worked in a salon that had more than enough groomers to cover her schedule while she was out. So when the customer comes back after she had been in, proceeded to come to the counter, yell at her, tell her how rude she was, that she did not let her know that she was taking off and wouldn't be there for her appointment. So when the groomer went to explain and said, I'm sorry, it was unplanned, it was an emergency, I, I didn't know, my family didn't know, she still proceeded to tell her how rude it was, that she should have contacted her and thought about her and her dog, and that she was finding a new groomer. And so, and that's what she did. So, I mean... Some of the stuff that these customers, I mean, you just have to really um, watch them and really have a backbone and know, like, if you're going through an emergency, let's not um, call Karen and let her know that you won't be there for her grooming appointment. Let's focus on your health first. And so another one, and this one, I actually experienced this one myself. Um, we have our salon is in a very small town. It's open seven days a week. And so not the same person handles the schedule every day. And I happened to be in there uh, doing some maintenance and stuff. And a lady walked in and met our front desk person and they were there to drop off their dog. And the person's like, I'm sorry, you're not on our schedule. And she's like, I could tell, I could overhear that she was, the lady was escalating the conversation. So I, I come out front and I'm kind of like, you know, I take over because we don't want our employees to have to tolerate BS and she's like, no, y'all confirmed my appointment, and you know, me and the employee both looked at each other because we're like, mm, no, we didn't. But I'm like, she's like, it's on my phone. You confirmed that, so I'm here. Just tell me if you can't do my dog. Of course, you know, we're like, well, actually, we can't because we were full of dogs today, and it's one of our busier days of the week. And she's like, I want to go get my phone and prove to you that you confirmed i'm like okay please do because you know what we are human and we do make mistakes so she goes and gets her phone she shows me where the appointment was confirmed not with us though right off the bat our, uh, we have three different numbers coming out of our salon our scheduling software our main salon number and then just another line of the salon to uh, take overflow calls or make call outs if someone's on the other line and 
So I said, I don't think this is numbers affiliated with us. Do you mind if we call it and see? Because I'm trying to calm the lady down. So we call it and it's like, you know, ABC Hair Company. And the lady looks so embarrassed. She made a hair appointment instead of her dog's hair appointment. And so we all kind of laughed about it. And I said, well, you're about, you're, you're going to be late to your hair appointment. And the lady was like, you know, I'm going to go have to go home and take a volume and, and take a nap. Obviously, you know, I'm, you know, but the thing is, is that we were able to, this could have very quickly went to losing a customer, but we were able to de-escalate, the de-escalate situation. it. Everybody could laugh at the end. We got her rebooked right away. You know, not rebooked, excuse me, booked because she was <laughs> never booked. But hey, we've all done stuff like that before. But it, you know, de-escalate that quickly. Uh, that could have turned into a nightmare because the lady really believed that she booked the appointment, and she did book an appointment, just not with us. Or with any dog girl. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't need her hair done either. Right. That was the, <laughs> So she had to cancel that appointment too. Yeah, so not only did she miss her scheduled appointment at her hairdresser, but she didn't have one with us. So uh, keeping your cool and learning how to interact with customers and de-escalate is a great way to deal with some of these rants. And, like, you may have them. And as we've all seen, like, the groomer groups are a great place just to go and rant and release that stress because – the things you'll say there are the things you'll say to other groomers who've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. You're not going to say to your customers. Um, the last one that I really want to kind of talk about today is my personal rant and things that is just drive me crazy. When a cus- you know a customer will contact us, ask what our you know services we offer and for a price quote, and so we'll give it back. And our our pricing model is all inclusive, whether you're mobile or salon. I mean. The only add-ons are if your dog is matted or if you have, like, fleas. I mean, everything else we basically include, like the grinding, the conditioner, personalized shampoo, teeth brush, breath spray. Like, that's just – that's how we design our packages. It's what works for us. We can explain it in a way if we provide everything your dog needs. Um, So when we give someone a quote, we tell them everything that comes in it, and they'll be like, well, I pay less somewhere else, or I don't need all that. And what you want to say is, okay, great. Sounds like you're perfectly happy where you are. Like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Like, I mean, that's a saying for a reason. Like, if you say, oh, okay, well, if you're used to paying $90 instead of 120 well, we can do it for a discount. Or we'll, you know, take some off. Or, okay, well, if we don't brush the teeth or if we don't file the nails, you know, I can take $25 off because that's my price for that service on its own. Like, no, like that's not how we operate. Like you don't go and sit down at, you know, TGIF or something. I don't even know if that's open anymore. But you don't go to Outback Steakhouse and order a steak and shrimp and then say, oh, but, you know, instead of paying $22.99, I'm just going to pay $15 because that's what I pay, you know, at Steaks RS across the street. Like it's just not how it works. Like we're business owners and you have your pricing set up the way you do for a reason And you need to stick to those prices. And so when customers come in and just think that they can make you feel bad or haggle or I can't afford that or I'm on a fixed income, well, that's great. But, like, there's an ass for every seat and there's a groomer for every dog. So, like, we understand that. and But, you are you know, we're obviously not the groomer for you. Like, And that, you know, could be for anything because you don't do large dogs, because you don't take matted dogs, because you don't groom cats. Like, it goes on and on. And speaking of this, reminds me of someone who just got a quote this week, uh, a cat quote from us. And it's through a text message we 
I think Molly actually answered that one. And uh, the next day, someone from that number blasted, you know, my 85-year-old mother can't afford that. First of all, we don't know how old the person is. That's irrelevant. Our prices are our prices. Like, yeah, we still have the same expenses and pay our groomers the same, regardless if your mom is 85 or you're, you know, 30 and have a cat. Like, and again, if you're if you're used to paying eighty five dollars somewhere, I think the lady had said, "Well, I don't ever pay more than eighty. Well, then by all means, go and book that eighty dollar groom that you can afford wherever you've been grooming it. But for our luxury mobile service at your house, all inclusive packaging, where your pet gets two un- uninterrupted hours with our groomer, we're not going to charge eighty dollars. Like I'm sorry. Yeah, and another thing is is that we're not just heartless, greedy business people either. We all, including our employees, all have a certain amount of dogs that we will or not do price increasing on or. Or, you know, we have just that availability, yeah. you know. Or, yeah, discounts. Or, you know, they all of our groomers obviously have come to us from other places. And they all have, you know, a few customers that they've been grooming since they started. And, you know, they were used to paying a much less price. And they have, you know, like we said, that choice to keep a certain amount of, of, groom, of groom dogs at a lower price. Or to give a discount. Or things like that. Or, you know... We donate, or if someone we know it's their dog's last groom, you know, a lot of times we'll comp that and things like that. But, I mean, we don't negotiate, like, our pricing and our packaging. Like, and then you get into, well, I was supposed to get this, and I didn't, or, well, this shampoo, this, or, I mean, and if someone is going to nitpick and attack your packaging and attack your pricing from the very beginning, they're going to attack it at the end because those are the people, too, that are going to say, I'm sorry, I'm not happy, I'm not paying for this. And that's another thing. Like, we don't offer refunds. Uh, We've been open since 2014, so what, that's eight and a half years now. So, um, and I've given two refunds. I'm not saying I haven't discounted future grooms or that I haven't even given the next groom for free or, you know, given things like hotspot spray or just, you know, different things, care packages, um, you know, things like that along the way. But we don't refund um, grooms. Like if your dog's matted and it gets, you know, irritated, don't let your dog get matted. Like, if you, um, like, so don't, you know. Yeah, and th- those are reasons not to do that. Sorry, Todd distracted me and got me all off track here. I don't know what he's trying to point out. But, um, so, yeah, just don't, well, we'll move on because I, I literally can't remember what I was going to say. So we'll go on to our raves now. So again, I just want to rave about the Rocky Mountain Groom Expo. This is in Colorado Springs, July 7th through 9th. And what they're doing is bringing a groom expo to a part of the country, whereas right now there isn't this continuing education platform, the competitions, the um, where you go and get all your products, the fairs, the things like that, the networking opportunities. Right now there's just nothing like that. Um, well, at least that we know about on that, you know, side of the country. And there's a lot of groomers in those surrounding states that being kind of in the middle like that, you might not have the chance to go all the way to the East Coast or to the West Coast or down to Florida and do some of these other expos. So they're hoping, you know, this is going to be a new yearly expo and it's only going to grow and get bigger and have better education, better certifications, better, um, you know, more expansive contests and things like that. So please pay attention to that. And if you're 
close to the area or if you're just looking for some education to go to in July, again, check out the Rocky Mountain Groom Expo in Colorado Springs, July 7th through 9th. And we'll both be there. Yes, we'll be there. So uh, we've got three three classes we're doing. So uh, groomers in the green, understanding your money. So this will be about um, you know the finances for your business and your personal side. We'll touch a little bit on, but mainly just understanding your money, where it's going, how to plan for um, expenses, growth, retirement, those kind of things. And then we've got. Um, Mobile grooming, keep it moving, where we'll go on the ins and outs of mobile grooming. And then we've got the building a better team um, where, you know, we just talk about the best practices we found and um, different things that you can do, the important things that uh, team members look for, uh, reasons they stay, uh, how to prevent turnover, things like that. And that's actually, that's what I did my doctoral dissertation on, um, was employee turnover in the pet grooming industry. So a lot of information on that. And some people, you know, may not have the money or the time off to travel across the country or depending on where you're at. And again, this is why we talk about networking in your local community, because a lot of places now are starting to offer very small, intimate classes at, you know, private salons. And they're bringing people in from across the country, you know, people that we all know. Yeah, just this um, today, actually, we have one of our team members uh, going to Nashville for a cat, uh, all-day cat grooming seminar. So hopefully she'll get some hands-on and some uh, best practices for how to handle a little better coat types, uh, different haircut types, things like that. Now, she's groomed cats before, and she grooms cats for us. But again, it's just this is a master groom certified cat. Um, groomer and so she's putting this on at her salon and it was a great opportunity only an hour away for one of our team members who's really interested in learning more about grooming cats to go to and then like uh, there's another one in Murfreesboro I can't remember the name of it but in just a few weeks and it goes over 15 different coat types and it's really affordable easily accessible they have a decent amount of spots open and I think know, it's on a Sunday as well. Yeah. So, I mean, most groomers can either are closed on Sundays or can get off on a Sunday or try to rearrange your schedule because it's weeks in advance. But, you know, this is these are not the only two. They're definitely not the first ones. And I mean, we're in a, a decent sized market, but not a huge one. So just utilize the sources you have and kind of look and network and there's these opportunities all over the country yeah and also you know if you're a small salon or mobile owner and you have a few employees you know you can also network with a few other people to be able to bring someone in you know if you get a couple more salons together in your community to be able to bring in that person that can teach those classes and split the cost between four or five businesses instead of you know, one person so that you can make it affordable for your staff. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to open it all to the public. Like, yeah, like Todd was saying, just get with a couple different salon owners. You know, you each have 5, 10, 15 employees, and then you're splitting the cost, you know, of someone's whole day cost to come in and just speak or train or get hands-on. So there's a lot of different things, a lot of different ways that you can get that continued continuing education, um, even the hands-on in-person stuff without having to travel to the expos. But luckily, like, you know, groomers and the grooming industry is moving more towards a continuing education based and that placing the importance on that. So hopefully we'll just continue to have more and more of these kind of opportunities available. 
and before we wrap it up, I'll just go ahead and say, like, I had the opportunity. We had a van breakdown this week and had the opportunity for a team member to uh, shadow, give them a ride back home. And oh. um, we were talking about expos and stuff like that. And, you know, just the excitement that once you're there and then you leave and you come back. To me, it's worth every penny of it. I wish we could go take our team members to all of them. Unfortunately, you know, that's just not doable. But when everybody leaves the expo, I think we're all pumped up and just helps re-energize you because this is a very hard career. Yeah, it helps with burnout for sure. When You know, whether it's you personally or your team or your boss and you can just see, oh, my gosh, hey, they're struggling like – these expos or any kind of continuing education, even just the one-day seminars I've been to, and they're just inspiring because you get to talk to one or two, you know, professional groomers who compete and then show you something you might have not have seen. They offer product recommendations that you've never heard about. And it's just a great way to improve morale and also, like, improve your groomers, which is going to help with your customers and just everything. Like, education is 100%. Like, everything changes in this industry so much, not just with styles, but products and, you know, breeds and everything that you almost have to keep up with that continuing education. But I think that's all we got for rants and raves today. Um, We don't negotiate with uh, terrierists. But um, thank you guys so much, and we will be back next week. See you next week.